Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Hope Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur cardiologist. And welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital-only radio station that plays today's best music, old-school classics, along with a rotating cast of all-star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to engage with me. I want you to be part of the conversation. I want you to be part of the show. So find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle, at Colt S. Taylor, and catch up with everything that I'm doing day in, day out, week in and week out at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. It should be bookmarked. Visit every morning, every evening, and then you'll be completely update with all things Colt Sebastian Taylor. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's Saturday Report. Before we get into the news this week, as you may have guessed, if you're a longtime listener, I do not sound my golden voice self. I've been a wee bit sick this week, had a bit of a head cold, sore throat. Now it's not the COVID. I've got the vaccine, so it's not the COVID. Just, you know, just because, just because the pandemic is going on doesn't mean all the other viruses and bacteria out there are taking, you know, the summer off. They're still out there. So um, <clears throat> if you hear me squeak every once in a while, if I sound very deep and hoarse and whatnot, it's because still not 100%. And the AWSMA says, Colt, you do too much. Colt, you're fantastic. Colt, take the week off. And I said, no. No, I have to be here. I have to be here for my fan, fans. Fan or fans, at least one to 1,000 or 1 million fans out there. Between those two numbers, they need me here. So, if I don't sound my best, I apologize. But I'm going to do my best to give you the greatest Saturday report this this particular Saturday at this particular time possible. So, we're, we're going we're gonna to get through it. But before I also move on, I want to give a special shout-out to regular listener... Uh, Woogie, the Woogster, uh, she calls in all the time, wants updates on stories. Uh, she has not been feeling too well this week. Uh, so I'm go to a few doctors, get the old ticker checked out, whatnot, maybe a change of oil. I don't know. She's a wonderful grandmother, but, uh, I heard that she was not feeling good. So on behalf of the entire staff of the Saturday Report with Cold Special Taylor, all 600 people working behind the scenes, to make the seat and make this show work, we hope that uh, the Woogster, Woogie, makes a quick recovery and will be bothering me again soon for updates on stories that I cover here every Saturday. Uh, in closing, before we move on to our first new story, Hyundai still stinks. I haven't forgotten about you, Hyundai. I'm just too sick to care this week. But as soon as I feel better, I'm going to be back, back on you real soon. Real, real soon. Our first story this week actually goes out to Woogie, because um, she often is asking for updates about this. It's about Lady Gaga and her adorable bulldogs, prized bulldogs, French bulldogs, expensive bulldogs. As you may remember from earlier this year, her professional dog walker, because she's Lady Gaga, she goes out and about, she can't bring her dogs everywhere, uh, was attacked and shot um, several times, almost died. 
and two of her three dogs were dognapped. And there was a lot of a lot of thought about what this was all about. Was she targeted? Was this because she sung at the inaugural? It was a very, very strange and brutal story. Like I said, the dog walker almost died. And he got shot a bunch of times. He's making recovery, was released from the hospital. Lady Gaga offered a $500,000 reward for the return of the dogs, no questions asked. And wouldn't you know, a few days later, a lady found the dogs tied up to the pole, recognized the dogs, called Lady Gaga, and, um, and said, hey, found your dogs. And uh, she was very thankful. And uh, the police said, hey, listen, before you cut someone a check for half a million dollars, let's just fully investigate this, make sure this is all on the up and up. Well, days passed, weeks passed, and there's been arrests. There has been arrests. Five people have been arrested, including the woman who turned the dogs in. Yes, she's not getting any of that money. She was involved in the crime all along. And I'll tell you what, I have to say, say I, I'm trading some messages with Woogie, who's very interested in the story. She said, oh, you know, I, I bet, I bet the woman who found her, I bet she, she was involved all along. Mark my words, called Sebastian Taylor. And you know what? She was right. So it turns out um, Lady Gaga was not targeted specifically. Her dogs were. Uh, apparently this was part of a dog kidnapping ring where these dogs, these, these French bulldogs, uh, can be sold on the black market between five and $10,000. Right? Crazy. So these three uh, fellers... Uh, kidnapping dogs, whatnot, you know, shot the guy, heard on the news that, uh, that, um, these were Lady Gaga's dogs. Obviously, you know, we can't sell them now, but then inherited, hey, wait a second, $500,000 reward. If we return the dogs, maybe we get a piece of that money. So, this is how the woman's involved. So, the woman who found the dogs and was also arrested has a relationship you know, is dating the father of one of the three dognappers. So they get the three dognappers, okay? Father of one of those fellers, and she is dating that guy. So they round them all up. They're all arrested. Uh, lady Gaga has not paid out that $500,000 to the lady, and they're all going to jail for, for theft, larceny, uh, whoever, you know, Shot the dog walker, probably charged with attempted murder. And then probably the father and the woman will probably be charged with being accessories to a crime. So um, this is probably the last update of the dog napping Lady Gaga saga. Uh, unless there's some interesting other development. I doubt it. Maybe the, maybe the dogs play it themselves. That'd be like the only other interesting thing that could possibly happen. But uh, yeah, yeah. A surprise ending to all but to some. But not all. To some, but not all. Surprise ending to the dog-napping saga of of Lady Gaga. Speaking of crime, we now go to Michigan, where it's a crime that it's the only state that's split into two pieces. What's up with that, Michigan? Why do you think you're so special that you have to be two pieces? Huh. Well, anyways, as you may remember, last year, uh, there was a plot to kidnap the governor. You know, that, that, that old thing. Uh, as a response to her, I guess, COVID-19 lockdowns, 
Um, so Michigan guys, I uh, thought it would be a good idea to break into the governor's mansion, kidnap the governor, put her on trial, and then, you know, she'd be found guilty and then punish her for, for, for curbing liberties, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as you may have guessed, the FBI caught up with them. Uh, they arrested uh, those eight people and more than a dozen other people associated with it. They're part of an armed, <clears throat> I guess, loose man- militia group. I don't know what it is with Michigan militias. Maybe it's the... Um, the the uh, and whatnot the the double M's, but uh, they are now being charged with possessing weapons of mass destruction. Yes, the hits keep on ringing. Apparently, they um they uh, uh raid their this guy's like their compound, and they found apparently apparently quite a bit amount of explosives. Uh, about uh, four thousand dollars worth of explosives. And then they're going to put them into uh, IEDs with shrapnel. So, you know, as the police are arriving to, uh, you know, arrest criminals, they're going to set off these devices, injuring a bunch of them. So more charges piling on those knuckleheads over there. Um, I just, I mean, what, what, is, what is kidnapping a governor or a mayor in like a movie, for example? When, when has that ever worked out. Like, like, ah, I'm kidnapped. All right, you're right. The rec center must stay. You criminals have really changed my mind around. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't even happen in the movies. And it doesn't happen in real life. Like, maybe get off the sauce and, uh, you know, cosplay elsewhere. But uh, those fellas, they're going to jail for quite a while. And uh, I just thought it was, I thought it was interesting that, you know, that, was, that had been out of the news for a while, but nope, more charges dropping on those guys. We now go to Indonesia with a unfortunate update. I reported last week that uh, there was a massive sea search for a missing Indonesian submarine. Uh, and then over the weekend, it was reported that they did find the submarine uh, in over 2,000 feet of water, well below what it can um, withstand. Uh, submarine uh, was lost with all crew, all hands aboard lost at sea. Uh, they are thinking there could have been a, they were running torpedo drills at the time, but uh, they're thinking that maybe there was a problem. Uh, an electrical failure where was, they were unable to uh, make an emergency uh, dive upwards or come back to the surface and kept sinking. And then, the pressure of the ocean crushed the submarine, unfortunately. Um, uh, I mean, hey, it's uh, very sad news. Uh, submarine accidents are uh, uncommon, although not unheard of. Usually there's one every two or three years where there's some um, casualties, and then probably once or twice a decade there's a the submarine with all hands lost occurs. Uh, they're trying to recover the submarine and the remains, but it proves to be very difficult. They're in, like I said, 20, 2,700 feet of water. It's, it's pretty deep there. Um, the submarine has been, according to, um, according to records, has been in service since 1981. Hasn't had any, uh, issues with, with the submarine. So, investigators are going to be trying to figure out what exactly happened to this particular submarine? Uh, once again, the missing Indonesian submarine has been found. 
unfortunately lost at sea with all 53 crew members confirmed dead by the Indonesian military uh, late on Sunday. Um, if this pops up again, get some information about what exactly happened. I'll report back to you, but it might be months, if not years, before they figure out what exactly happened. We now go to India, where COVID-19 is really hitting that area uh, hard. Uh, there are almost 500,000 new cases a day, a half a million positive cases per day happening over there. Uh, hospitals are becoming overcrowded. Oxygen supplies are running low. Uh, there's reports that crematoriums are just overwhelmed with trying to have final burial rituals for people over there. Uh, reports say that the virus is just eating people, basically. People are just, they're just dying. Um, it has, what well, they had things under control for a while, but this last month has really exploded. It's the new big worldwide hotspot uh, in the world and uh, looks like, uh, like literally three to four thousand people are dying every day of COVID nineteen over there, and that's just the cases that they know. They think it's being underreported. It is a very tough time over there. So, my friends in India, my thoughts are with you. Uh, I, I can't imagine the hardship that you're going through over there. I want you to know that we're all we're all thinking about you, keeping you in our thoughts. And I've pulled up this to share with this. Uh, all my friends around the world, here in the United States and elsewhere, <clears throat> if you want to help uh, India, uh, here are some places where you can uh, help them during the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, there is Care India. It's a nonprofit focused on alleviating poor and social injustice in India, taking donations to provide PPE equipment for uh, healthcare workers. Uh, there is the Association for India's Development. It is a U.S.-based charity that partners with nonprofits in India, also providing food and PPE equipment. Uh, UNICEF, uh, supporting uh, India's healthline, f- healthcare frontline workers with supplies like PPE equipment. Uh, the International Medical Corps is working with its partners on the ground to determine critical needs. It is currently accepting uh, donations to provide medical care and uh, supplies. Uh, let's see here. The Youth Feed India and Helping Hands is delivering ration kits to residents affected in Mumbai, a coronavirus hotspot. Each kit has enough rice uh, to feed a family of four up to 15 days. Uh, Keto is fundraising is a fundraising platform in Mumbai, uh, accepting donations <clears throat> to purchase 3,000 oxygen concentrators. And uh, also, there are a variety of personal GoFundMe pages to support various families. And, um, and anyways, listen, <clears throat> I'll look those places up online. Uh, I, Colt Sebastian Taylor, at Colt S. Taylor, will be tweeting these links out during the show, probably at the end of the show. I'm sure AWSM Radio will, re- will retweet well. But uh, uh, listen, <clears throat> we are all in this together. I hope uh, all my friends over there in India are being safe and trying to be as as healthy as possible, uh, but there's a lot of hard stories going coming out of there. I think the hardest one that I saw uh, was these two sons who had their deceased mother on a motorcycle between them, taking her home to 
uh, to the crematorium just because there's no ambulances available. So that is how bad things are over there in some areas. I'm sure in some areas it's not as bad, but some areas are being hit very, very hard. They definitely need your help, my friends. So uh, check out the links. I'll be posting them. Colt S. Taylor, AWSM Radio will probably be retweeting them as well. Uh, if you can help, help. Uh, but at the very least, send all of your thoughts and prayers over there. They definitely need Everything, everything they need over there to sort of wrangle in this COVID-19 uh, pandemic they're, they're suffering over there. Keeping with COVID-19, we now go to Miami, where a school is no longer employing and firing anyone who gets, who gets the COVID-19 vaccine. They're asking people to hold off on getting the vaccine until there's quote-unquote more research, and anyone who gets it, are not, is not allowed to work at the schools called the Center uh, Academy. Uh, apparently, they sent out an email saying there are reports of women being impacted by uh, this vaccine, and even those who haven't had the vaccine uh, getting symptoms from people who did have the vaccine, although that there is absolutely no evidence to support that whatsoever. Um, this is a private school. Uh, I don't believe it's certified to be a school. It's just like the Learning Academy or whatever. Uh, and uh, it's stupid. Holy moly. So stupid. And um, the the <laughs> the uh, the law on whether you can fire someone or not is actually pretty, pretty open. You can pretty much fire anyone you want to uh, if they're a private organization for any reason. But uh, most uh, experts have been trying to figure out if employers can require vaccines. There really hasn't been too much research on employers requiring you not to have a vaccine. But, um, you know, there's probably some folks there who read some email off of Facebook and said, you know what, I'm going to trust this random Facebook post from this one guy who posts memes all day long rather than actual science. So hopefully this is an isolated case, but... Oof, oof. You know, if, if if I knew a business says, listen, folks, I guarantee you no one in here is vaccinated, so come shop with us, I'd be like, you know what? Ah, I think we'll pass. I think we'll pass and go to somewhere where, you know, science is a thing. So this is the, <laughs> what's the name of this dumb place again? Uh, the Center Academy. It's not even, it's not even, it's not even a very clever name for an academy. That's supposed to teach people. I mean, if you don't teach people, you probably should be, like, teaching facts, just saying. So, ah, what a bunch of maroons in Miami. Now, what I think that place with, with the employees need, they need some good music to fix the cobwebs in their mind. They need a great DJ. They need my pal DC, who lives in South Florida, but if they can't, you know, hook him in, for a personal appearance, he can they can they can listen to him, listen to him right here on AWSM Radio, DC live in effect. DC is our in-house DJ. He is mixing it up every Friday night at 9 p.m. Sundays at 10 p.m. You don't want to miss out. While well, he's smashing it, smashing it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from his South Florida compound. I mean, he is the person to go to. So I bet if those guys were listening to them. Like, oh my goodness, the music has enlightened us. DC, you have made us seen the ways. Our previous policy was silly. Now we're going to get the vaccine and listen to you. DC, live in effect, 
Fridays at 9 p.m., Sundays at 10 p.m., right here on AWSM Radio. Speaking of Florida, um, if you travel domestically in the United States, or actually if you travel anywhere, really, you need to get on a plane, you need to show some identification, and for decades, uh, this was a driver's license. Uh, however, after uh, 9-11, uh, they said, you know, these driver's licenses that we have, they're not that great in terms of being secure. Like, almost anyone can get them. We need to have a better secure driver's license. We need to have real ID. So they came up with this law, real ID, after the 9-11 attacks to make uh, driver's licenses uh, more secure. He had to show more, more identification. And, uh, you know, they're going to make all these licenses better. How do you know a real ID from not a real ID? Apparently there's a little gold star at the top. I guess that's, that's, it also there's a lot of other stuff behind it. But that's the indication that you have a real, a real ID. Well, as you may know, um, it's been almost 20 years. Can you believe that? 20 years? 20 years since the 9-11 attacks and uh, not all states have a real ID. Uh, in my great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, it has been pushed back multiple times. If you go back like, oh, by, the, by 2018, you won't be able to fly a plane unless you have a real ID. And some states have really, really struggled to get real ID out there to the people who have driver's license. Now, there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through to get a real ID. You have to provide like, a few forms of identification, a birth certificate. It is it is actually not... You have, to, you have to jump through a lot of hoops to get a real ID. And a lot of states just not aren't quite there yet. Some states, 90% of all of their folks have a real ID. Other states, it's more like 25%. 25%. Um, but this October, with the deadline, says all the states have real ID... After October 1st, real IDs, if, you're, if your driver's license is not a quote-unquote real ID, you will not be able to use that to get on a plane at the airport. So it could restrict air travel for a lot of people, a lot of people, including the great, great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where I am. Uh, I do not have a real ID. My driver's license uh, expired this year. Um, actually, I think expired uh, last year or this year. Expired. Um, but, uh, COVID-19 pandemic, uh, the Commonwealth just sent me a new license with my old picture on it saying, Hey, um, don't come in to get a new picture. We used your old picture because of COVID-19. Here's a new license. Obviously not a real ID. Um, but for me, for me, doesn't, doesn't impact me because I have a passport. I got that renewed and a passport or pass you know, passport card is qualifies for all the security metrics that they need. So I'll be able to fly a plane, but not fly a plane, but fly on a plane. But uh, the home, Department of Homeland Security, this is the point I'm getting to here, has delayed it once again. Once again has delayed it. The new deadline is May 3rd, 2023. So in two years, hopefully, everyone, all the states, will be in compliance to have a more secure driver's license. Real ID. Um, this is this has been going on for quite a while. And I want to say, surely by 2023, it'll be all sorted out. 
I will let you know the week after 2023 in May, assuming I'm still on the radio, if they've managed to do it. So stay tuned for a feature update 24 months from now. We now go from real ID to fake meat. Beyond Meat, as you may know, is a meatless burger. It is a company, Beyond Meat, that has a signature plant-based burger uh, that's supposed to taste like real meat. I've had one, not too shabby. A lot of restaurants have jumped onto this bandwagon offering Beyond versions of their popular items. I've tried a few of those, <clears throat> not too shabby. Well, Beyond Meat, the uh, kind of first big on-the-market uh, plant-based burgers that have sort of mass appeal is replacing its signature plant-based burger version with a new recipe that's supposed to taste more like animal beef. They are removing mung beans, which are protein-rich, and uh, adding some minerals and vitamins to make the product more meatier and tastier, and actually have the nutrients um, that are supposed to be found in beef. So <clears throat> a patty will be 230 calories, down from 260, and will have 14 grams of fat versus 18 grams of fat compared to the current version. Uh, if you're a big Beyond Meat fan, you'll start seeing these uh, popping up in the shelves next week. Those who serve this Beyond Meat burger will start getting this new version of the meat in June. And that really just is supply chain uh, logistics and that, 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 that stuff. Uh, consumer interest is at all-time high. Uh, the, apparently, according to Nielsen, and they're the folks that track stuff, the retail sales of meat alternatives has gone up over 28%. Year to year, that's a lot. That's a lot of not meat hitting the shelves and leaving the shelves. Um, so basically, in this this meat burger, Beyond Beyond Burger, this Beyond Meat, <clears throat> they only introduced their first product in 2016. So this is like less than five years old. Pretty impressive stuff. Pretty impressive stuff. And uh, they think it's the best version of the burger they've done yet. Um, they are also, uh, the Beyond Meat people have also, uh, have a joint deal with Pepsi to distribute drinks and snacks with plant-based protein. And, um, they also have a partnership with McDonald's and Yum! Brands, which is pretty, I mean, that's, it's, they, they've, they've made some deals. They definitely have made some deals. Uh, then the Yum! Restaurants, the Yum! Brands. You're like, oh, yum. I've never eaten a restaurant on yum. You probably have. Yum is kind of an umbrella organization that has KFC, Pizza Hut, and Taco Bell under its brand. So um, <clears throat> if you want to get some, apparently, uh, there'll be $5.99 for a two-pack, $9.99 for a four-pack, or one pound of ground beef for $9.99. Uh, their main rivals are Impossible Foods. Uh, the, all the rivals are ramping up. Uh, they're also, uh, Kroger and Nestle's are also beginning to offer, uh, plant-based alternatives too. So, um, if you're a plant-based meat person, like I said, I've tried it. Not too shabby, not too shabby at all. I don't have any ill will towards it. If someone offered me a plant burger, I'd shallow down with some ketchup. But, uh, you're about to have a lot more options and apparently it's going to start tasting a lot more like meat than even before. So uh, if I get my hands on one, maybe I'll do a live taste testing here on the radio. Although I don't know if I have a, that, that much in terms of a mukbang following. Uh, but hey, you never know. You never know. Maybe, maybe, hey, hey, Beyond Meat, I'm accepting sponsorships. Send me five pounds of meat and or, or plant meat 
and I will eat it on the radio. <laughs> I might want to run that by the manager. I don't know. But uh, anyways. Anyways, check it out. I'm going to check it out soon. I'll let you know what I think. In keeping with food news, guess who's back? After a long absence, once thought defeated, has returned from the netherworlds to plague this land of ours, the Noid. Yes, avoid the Noid, my friends. Now, if you are uh, under the age of, oh, let's say 30 or 25, uh, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. Back in the 80s, Domino's had a character... It was, it was a villain, really, called the Noid. Avoid the Noid. And the Noid, in the 1980s, was out to ruin good pizza. He never succeeded. The Domino's people always managed to get their pizza to their people, and they avoided the Noid. Well, the Noid is back. Domino's is bringing back this advertising character, uh, part of a bunch of commercials. Um, and this time, the Noid is trying to thwart Neuro R2 robot. It is an autonomous so no person driving autonomous delivery vehicle, Domino's, is testing in Houston, Texas. So it's this vehicle that just gets dispatched from a Domino's and rolls up to your house to deliver your pizza like an autonomous robot. So they're testing out whether to see if they if this, this technology works. So if you're a pizza delivery person, you're going to want to root for the Noid because... You know, five, ten years, you're not going to have a pizza delivery job. Job That's going to be taken over by robots. So, it's coming. So, anyways, the Noid's going to be doing commercials trying to thwart this robot. There's going to be a mobile game involved and whatnot uh, where you can play and try to defeat the Noid. I'm not quite sure how the game works. Or whatever, but they're bringing the Noid back, part of an advertising campaign to promote this autonomous robot. And then uh, for throwbacks, for throwbacks... Uh, Domino's is selling Hang In There and Avoid the Noid t-shirts and tumblers on Amazon. Uh, they would sell those in the stores back in the 80s. And um, they're, they're selling them on Amazon. And profits for the merchandise will go to the Domino's Partners Foundation, an independent internal nonprofit that provides financial assistance to, to the chain's workers in need. So if you work for Domino's and you're in need, uh, they have a foundation that uh, helps that uh, financially assist them. And the money they make from selling these uh, sort of uh, reissued of these shirts that were popular in the 80s that a lot of 40 and 50-year-olds will buy, the profits from those will go to... Um, oh, <clears throat> sorry. Will go to this foundation. And also, also, my friends, not the first time the Noid has been in a video game. Uh, he, was in the, he was in ads in 1986, and then in the early 90s, had a few video games. Had a few video games where he's the main character, where he's trying to um, hit delivery drivers with, quote-unquote, pizza-seeking missiles. So, if you're in Houston, friends, let me know how that robot, that robot delivery vehicle works. And uh, as always, avoid the Noid. Moving along, folks, we're going to still talk a little bit about food here. Food waste. Okay, a lot of waste in this world. People, when they are done with their food, often they'll scrape the stuff into the trash trash can, tie up the trash bag, throw that plastic bag in the trash, trash goes to the landfill, then the, the food and the paper and the trash bag all get piled up and buried. It's, it's quite a waste, and it's not good for the environment. <clears throat> a lot of people... 
little compost. A little compost. So they'll take the food scraps, grass clippings, branches, leaves, etc., and they will compost it. They all they sort of just put it in this big pile, they churn it around, and it slowly decays and uh, slowly becomes, you know, soil that they will use to throw around the yard. It's very rich in nutrients and it reduces wastes and uh, you know, takes the natural ingredients that you know you ate and whatnot and returns it to the earth. All these food scraps. So that banana peel being thrown in the dump, let it degrade, turn to soil, and then you can use it to plant flowers. Well, a lot of people do that with yard clippings. A lot of people do that with food. Some people do that with uh, with uh, droppings from animals, farm animals. Well, Colorado, there's a new thing you can compost. Grandma or yourself, when you shuffle off this mortal coil... Yes, Colorado has legalized human composting as an alternative to burial or cremation with human remains. It passed the Colorado Senate unanimously and the House, the State House, and expected to be signed by the governor um, um, shortly. So they say, you know, it's uh, someone's right to do what they want to do with their body after they depart. Uh, they can dispose of it. And uh, this is something that they can do now. It's called a it's called natural reduction. So um, basically, they put the remains in this bag that speeds up uh, decom decomposition and whatnot. Um, they're basic basically. I mean, you just you just can't do this at your house. You just can't dig a hole, throw a person in there, and like I'm composting. That's not how it works. Uh, also. The soil that's created from the human composting um, cannot be sold to anyone else and cannot be used to bring food. And also you can't, you know, commingle remains together without uh, the permission of those people who used to, used to be alive or whatnot. Those are the rules. So you can't compost your uncle and then grow corn and says, boy, this really tastes like Phil. No, that's that that's not a thing. Um but basically, you, you can do that. So human composting, also known as natural organic reduction, it takes about four weeks to do. Not, not, not that long at all. And it involves place, placing um, uh, the body uh, with in, in a vessel with wood chips, straw, and material, and rotating the body every so often. Apparently, the process is very similar to livestock composting, which is done. And it turns the person into odorless soil who can then be given back to the family. So much like cremation, where you cremate somebody and they give you like a little urn of their remains that you can you know, spread as you with, do what you want. I guess this, they give you I, I, a bucket or a container of soil. That you can then use and then plant plants with it. You, know, you can't grow anything. Can't sell. Can't sell it. Uh, but this is now a thing in Colorado. And so there'll be some composting, human composting businesses. I bet they'll have like, some clever names. Like, um, uh, like <laughs> Dirty Feet. Or uh, let's see here, composting. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm sick. I can't think of any clever names. But I'll. I'm gonna look up some clever names. I'll bring them back to you later. I should have never said that. I really put myself on the spot. So, just to recap, 
if you're in Colorado and you decide, hey, looks like things aren't doing too well, maybe moving on to the next level of life, um, I want some tulips to grow out of me. Now you can do it. Human composting. Check it out. Now, before you make your final arrangements to have yourself sent to Colorado and turn into a bucket of soil, you need to cleanse your soul, my friends, by listening to The Rock Sessions Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. It is our drive time show, making sure your, your, your commute home is fun, hosted by my fantastic friend, Rox. She makes it rocks, rock style, and she... She is the only person to go to between 5 and 7 p.m. to hear the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. I'll tell you, my friends, rock sessions. It is what you need to be listening to. So make an appointment in your digital assistant. Have it remind you every weekday. That's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. The rock sessions only. Only, my friends. Right here on AWSM Radio. Moving along, uh, guess who just celebrated their 10-year anniversary? I know you follow the royal family as much as I do. That's right, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, Prince William and Princess Kate celebrated 10 years of marriage, and they released the photos of them side-by-side when they got uh, married, and, and today... One from 2021, one from 2011. I'll tell you what, uh, the former uh, Ms. Kate Milton looks exactly the same as she does 10 years ago. Uh, Prince William, ah, he's going for the Patrick Stewart look. Uh, that guy is, that guy's hairline is receding faster than our beaches. <laughs> but they both look fantastic, big smiles all around, whatnot. So um, I always find it interesting when people post anniversary photos of themselves and like, one person looks exactly the same, and the other person, oh, yeah, 10 years, that looks about right. Yeah, that looks about right. But uh, that, whenever, whenever he eventually becomes king, uh, I think that guy's going to be as bald as Patrick Stewart. Which, you know what, listen. I'm, listen, yes, I'm a very hairy person. I got a magnificently beautiful beard. Pat, Patrick Stewart, that's a handsome feller. That's a handsome feller with, with, with a head there, I'm just saying. Just saying. Nothing, nothing to be ashamed of. You, you work with what you got. Patrick Stewart works it. So, anyways, congratulations to the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Uh, just so you know, I'm available for a personal interview. If you want to ever pop onto the show, talk about something, uh, fly me out on a royal jet. You have royal jets? I'm sure you have royal jets. Well, that just about wraps up this week's Saturday Report with me, Colt, Sebastian, Taylor. Before I go, I want to give a shout-out to someone who gave me a shout-out and whatnot. So, shouting back to my pal, Pixie. She's a Barbie girl. She's fantastic. She likes to party. Because she, she's fantastic. So thank you for listening this week, uh, Pixie. And uh, everyone else, thank you for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter, on the Instagram, on the Rizzle, at Colt S. Taylor. And you know, hit me up on there if you think I'm missing a story, if I need to talk about something, or if you just want to say hi. I always like the attention. And uh, you know what? If you need a daily dose of Colt, you want to know what I'm up to, visit ColtSebastianTaylor.com. Bookmark it. Visit it every day. It's the place to be. And uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, thank you for joining me this week. So until next time, my friends, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later.